How's it going, everyone? Welcome to Conti and Nick. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. <laughs> the first time they go offense, they take Jordan Love. They take Jordan Love. Listen, Matisse Thibel will lock up. A CP3. Oh my god. Chris Paul. Oh my god. Chris Paul, baby. Oh. Right, Will? Nope, I totally disagree. Like, look. <laughs> Welcome back to Conti and Nick. I'm Will Nicholson. As always, I have with me Gino Conti. Yeah, hi, I'm Gino. <laughs> Welcome back. Number 61, Gino. Well, what's going on? Man? I finally nailed the intro. I'm happy. It's great. I know. We, I, it, it was my fault. I, I Will had it perfectly the second time, and I just decided to mess with him and get the whole thing wrong again. It's just, so it's just like, it's something we're not used to. There's like so many cameras here. It's flash. I know. Lights. Like the bright lights. Um, no, we're, we're here on a, you know another hot day. It's very hot in this room. It's, it's very hot outside. I feel like I need, like, a towel around my waist. I know. It's, it's, and and yeah, we played basketball before this, too. I know. I know. Shout out to uh, Brady and Ty Nick. A couple, a couple of the young young bucks who think they could challenge the old heads. And they lost. lost. They lost. lost. And convincingly, too. Yeah. I, it wasn't even, we played to like, 11. I know. Me and Gino were tired when we hit, like, 7. Oh, we're so <laughs> out. <laughs> we were exhausted. But, you know, we, we won, like, 11 to 6 or 7. Yeah, 11 to 6. Yeah. Don't give that an extra point. <laughs> you're right, you're right. But, uh, you know, still got it. Still still got pieces of, uh, of you know, game left in us. Some sort of remnants of athleticism exactly. in the realm of this is the only universe. <laughs> the only universe. This is the only universe where we're unathletic. Exactly. We just we're in, in the league. I was going to say, every other universe besides <laughs> this one, we're in the NFL, the NBA, the MLR, yeah. the NBA. I said the NBA already. Just go to the thing. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. go to the questions. Well, thing. So, you know, you put out a poll earlier today. Wednesday, by the way, uh, if you if you guys are looking for what day we do the show, look for the polls on either like Tuesday night or Wednesday to get on the show because that's when we film. Uh, so Gino put out a poll: some NFL legends who don't get mentioned nearly enough. I like this one too. There was a couple of good ones in here, but I'm not gonna lie, some ones who I didn't really know, which I guess is the whole point of it. But uh, James Devlin, the Patriots run game for years. Yeah, the fullback before Jacob Johnson. Yes, exactly. The fullback before Jacob. He's not actually. That, that man has no business being in the Hall of Fame, but we all no, know he does. But he's a fan favorite. Yeah, so he's a fan favorite. He's a fan favorite. He, so. he was the Patriots' run game for a while, so yeah. it's deserving. Uh, we have Matt Light, another good one. Really Patriots, good tackle. Yeah, right? Really good tackle for a while. Pat McAfee, just I don't know about that. I feel the like goat. I feel he is the goat, but I feel like Pat McAfee gets mentioned, you know, just enough. No, he's a goat. Oh, he is a go at 100. percent he's the greatest punter of all time. Yeah, not Reagan. Yeah, it's it's Pat. No, it's Pat McAfee. Of course. Is that is that controversial? It shouldn't be. It shouldn't be. Okay. I, don't, I honestly don't even think another man has ever punted in the NFL besides him. <laughs> it's just Pat. He's just on for all 32 teams. <laughs> and he also has a podcast. So he does. Not as good as us. Another WWE commentator. Speaking of WWE, yes. covered by Conti. Yeah. Own little solo series. I like Hope it. you enjoy it. I know, I saw that yesterday, and I was like, let's go. Because it's something that you had mentioned to me for a while, where you're like, oh, I kind of want to do, like, a split off with WWE. Because for those who don't know, I know nothing about, like, the WWE or anything like that. Not a huge fan. Which is why we don't do any of that in Conti and Nick. But Gino was like, I want to talk about it. Like, can I do my own solo series? And I was like, yeah, but, like, when you're trying to work it in, go for it. Tomorrow was the day. I was in the studio actually editing a podcast. And I checked my phone. I was like, let's go. Are you going to be doing it? I think so. You yeah. should. I think. Do it for sure. Um, I think I'm going to get uh, James McGarry, good friend of mine, big UFC follower. I think I'm going to get 
I think I'm going to get him to, to join me in the new home studio where we can just kind of like talk to him. Absolutely. Yeah, you know, and, and, you know I, I did it at my home, at my house. But honestly, if you wouldn't mind, we should definitely do it on like a, a Discord. Or, yeah. yeah, we should definitely do it on Discord. Yeah. You know, and then I'll just rant and you can just be like, all right, let's go. Let's <laughs> 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 so bring it down here. Yeah, or, just, or we can have Andrew Gilbert on. He's a huge yeah, fan. Oh, yeah. No, yeah, I, I, know, I know we're live. It doesn't matter, you know. But. There's, there's such an avenue for the UFC because yeah. it's it's something that a lot of people would like to follow and, and you know, uh, listen to and watch. Yeah. But I feel like there's very few outlets out there that actually talk UFC. There's, like, former, you know, fighters who, who do shows. And then there's, like, Joe Rogan. That's the only really big one that I feel like that that come with the yeah. UFC. So, actually, the second biggest WWE pay-per-view of the year is on Saturday. And what I'm going to be doing is I'm going to be doing some little notes after every match. And, I would, and honestly, if you want to do a thing on Andrew, yeah. we can just talk about it. You know, like, I'm going to wait for another big card. Yeah, another couple yeah, of we, we got, we well, like, Andrew's a huge WWE fan, too. Oh, okay. So, like, he pays attention to yeah, it. Yeah. He knows all the people. I thought you were saying for the UFC. Yeah, like, no, so I'm, I'm going to wait until there's a big card. No, I don't want to do that. Andrew's such, like, a good hybrid guy for it to have because yeah, yeah. he is, like, a big UFC and a big WWE fan. Yeah. So we could utilize him a lot. Yeah, no, that would be awesome. Yeah, so yeah. We'll, we'll jump back into the polls here. Though. We're, a couple of good ones. I like Marvin Harrison. That was a really yeah. good one. Like you said, him and Peyton Manning, one of the best quarterbacks in the receiver duo. Yeah. They have the, the, no, the most oh, records. The, I didn't know they had the most so, records. So. More, more than Jerry Rice and Joe Montana. That's insane. See, my, my thought was Jerry Rice and Montana yeah. first, but I'm like, no, wait a minute. It's it's Manning and Harrison. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's crazy. Uh, <laughs> I know you were a fan of the John Hanna one. <laughs> big Jake, too. You and your big boys. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Um, and Anthony Munoz. Yes, Anthony Munoz. Don't forget Anthony Munoz. And uh, that was Chris DeGoat saying, in my opinion, greatest O-lineman of all time. Yep, and you know, he, I think that he is. There, A lot of people argue John Hanna. If you say John Hanna, I won't knock you for it, like whatever. But, I mean, I, I personally think it's Anthony Munoz. But, you know, that, that's neither here nor there. All right, I, I don't want to butcher some names again here, but I do want to give people credit for commenting on the Instagram. Didn't so, Big Jake say Rondé Barber, too? Did uh, you say Rondé Barber? No. Did he? Yeah, Big Jake said Rondé Barber. He should be our most... He did. He did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Rondé Really Barber. good corner for a while. Uh, Cam Tate said uh, James Devlin and uh, Matt Light. Yep. Dan Monahan said Pat McAfee. Uh, some other good ones here. Marvin Harrison was uh, Matthew... Uh, Matthew Violet. Yes, Violet. Violet, yeah. yeah. And then uh, uh, we have Chris the Goat for uh, the Joe Hanna one. Yep. And, uh, and Matthew and, Yes, and him too. Yep. So, yeah, I mean, great responses all around. Uh, again, if you want to be a part of these polls, follow us at uh, Conti and Nick on Instagram. Uh, I've been trying to put TikTok clips out lately. Did you? End, I'm going to go into this real quick. Did you see that we were kind of getting uh, roasted a little bit on TikTok? For what? Uh, so, the, you know how the clips came out really funny? I left them. It got like 400, 500 views, and all the comments were like just roasting the mic quality. So, so I took it down. But if you didn't know, yeah, but if we, if we've been trying to put TikToks out, and for some reason, I don't know if it's like these mics don't pick up well on TikTok or something, but, uh, or if it's just something random happening, we really don't know. But they're coming out really bad on TikTok, TikTok, geez. but they're fine on Instagram, which is weird. Whatever. Yeah. Unfortunately, it is what it is. It is what it is. So, we got some sports to get into. We do. Yeah. So, let's talk about, at first, or let's start off with some basketball because I believe we only have one basketball. Yeah, we only have one basketball topic today. Yeah. So Jalen Brown's unhappy, and Jalen Brown uh, has not publicly stated that he wants to leave. He does not say that he 
he wants out. He has not demanded a trade as of right now. Nothing that has happened. But if you haven't seen it already, there was a huge trade package that included Jalen Brown, Derek White, Al Horford, I believe Peyton Pritchard, and a slew of first-round picks for Kevin Durant. And the Brooklyn Nets said no because Marcus Smart was not a part of that deal. And he came out with a tweet after that was concluded, after that news had broken, saying, SMH, shake my head. So he's displeased. He's extremely displeased. And I think the question here is, why, if you're you're the Celtics, would you go for this? Why, if you're the Celtics, would you trade pretty much all your core and a lot of your supporting pieces that help you get within two wins of an NBA championship for Kevin Durant? Well, let me start with this. Jalen Brown has the full... You know, he's in his right to be upset. Because Jalen Brown, he would have won the final MVP for having won the championship. I mean, this has been the thing with Jalen Brown for a while, where he's been in trade rumors ever since he was drafted, pretty much. But back when we were talking about getting Jimmy Butler here from the Chicago Bulls and Paul George from the Pacers, and he's always been thrown in trade rumors since he's been on the Celtics. And he deserves to break out of that, right? We're not talking about Jason Tatum in trade rumors. So why are we talking about Jalen Brown in trade rumors where he's getting, his name gets thrown around and he's, he knows that too and he's kind of accepted that, that his name is going to get thrown around in rumors. But he should have broken out of this, you know, role in the NBA where he's a trade guy. You know, he was the best player for us in the finals. Jason Tatum didn't play well. He was two games away from winning the NBA finals and he's still getting thrown around in trade rumors. That's insane. So Jalen Brown, you have, you know, you're fully in your right to be upset with the Boston Celtics being thrown around in trade rumors. So I understand that. And look, if you're the Celtics and you're talking about, oh, why would you give up the core? If we talked about this a little bit before the show when we were in my basement, but it's it's Kevin Durant, right? It's Kevin Durant, one of the best scorers of all time. And I actually think that he's looking to buy into a culture again. Because he tried to do this thing with the Nets where he, oh, you know, we're, we're just going to go out there and play basketball. It didn't work. And he succeeded very well when he was in that Warriors system. He was just one of the guys. So I think Kevin Durant's looking to do that again. And we saw that by the team he wanted to get, you know, traded to. The Phoenix Suns got a good system going. The Miami Heat. Yeah, exactly. The Miami Heat, you got Jimmy Butler, you have a, you know, grind mentality on that team. So I, exactly. So I understand why Kevin Durant, you know, would be looking to go to a team like that to kind of be back with a culture. But, you know, it is giving up way too much, I think. But I, I want to know what you think about it. So you have to realize that Essentially, any team, and this is going to sound weird at first, but let me explain. Any team that the Brooklyn Nets trade, I'm sorry, any team that trades for Kevin Durant is essentially going to turn into the current Brooklyn Nets, as currently constructed right now. Because essentially what you would have is the superstar pieces, you'd have maybe one or two good depth pieces, like a good couple of good shooters, and then a bunch of fill-in-the-blank holes, like these kind of last-minute pickup free agent guys, these vet minimum guys. Because what you have to understand is what Brooklyn is asking for is so, so high. The biggest trade ever. So high. It will be the biggest trade in NBA history if he goes. So, like I said, any team that does trade for Kevin Durant, if it's Boston, if it's Phoenix, because there's no way, there is absolutely no way that if the Boston Celtics have to give up Jalen Brown to get Kevin Durant, that either DeAndre Ayton or CP3 won't have to be good enough to get Kevin Durant. Absolutely. There's no way. So essentially, again, what you're turning into is the superstars and then fill in the blank with all these role players. Because they'd also have Phoenix would also have to give up probably Jake Ryder, Mikael Bridges, and Cam Payne, Cam Johnson, 
So do you know? Do you know what I'm saying? Like, you have to have all your depth and your future and your future. So what we just saw from the Brooklyn Nets was them getting embarrassed in four games in the first round by a rookie head coach. So I'm with you. I do agree that for most teams out there, this doesn't work because you're giving up. And you know, I agree with what you said. If you're trading for Kevin Durant, are you really better than the Brooklyn Nets situation? Because you're going to have to give up all this, and then, like you said, it's going to be Kevin Durant, probably another superstar, but then just a bunch of guys. And granted, that superstar won't be Kyrie Irving, so that's already a plus because he doesn't stay on the floor. But in all, Kyrie Irving was as much as I don't like the man, absolute stunning. One of the most talented players I've ever seen. And I mean that. Yeah. Like, one of the most talented players I've ever seen, as much as I dislike him as, as a human being. And same, we can say the same thing about James Harden, even though, yes, he was on the bench. But we have to realize, this is not a flag to Jason Tatum at all. If you give me a team with just Jason Tatum and no other All-Stars, or if you give me a team with Kyrie Irving and James Harden and no other All-Stars, I'm taking the team with Kyrie Irving and James Harden. Right? Sure. So... What, like, why would you think that Kevin Durant, James Harden, and Kyrie would work? I'm not saying you. I'm yeah. just saying the people. But Kyrie, uh, well, well, no, no, I'm sorry. We saw that they did work, or they didn't work. But then Jason Tatum and Kevin Durant is going to work? Do you well, know what I'm I, trying to say? I think what, what I kind of got the idea. Idea. It's all good. I think that their idea is that, you know, the, the structure and the culture around these guys is something that they didn't have in Brooklyn. Whereas a lot of Kyrie didn't play a lot, and James Harden only played when he really felt like it. Where in Boston, it's different. It's a little bit like Golden State, where it's, you know, it's all about the team. And in Brooklyn, it wasn't. It was about these individuals just trying to make something happen. It didn't work. Where it's more, it's like a culture, and it's a team. And that's why, you know, you look at Miami, you look at Phoenix, it's teams like that. Even Golden State has been thrown in there, but I hope to God that doesn't happen, because that would be awful. But I, I get why people think this would work, but I, look, and I, I'm very torn on this right now, because as a Celtics fan, I want Kevin Durant on the Celtics, right? And, but it's, it's what it's what we'd have to give up, so let, let me throw out this scenario for you. You wouldn't make the trade if you're the Celtics, you wouldn't pull the trigger on the trade to get Kevin Durant and someone else, you know, another piece would probably be thrown in there, to give up Marcus Smart, Jalen Brown, Derek White, first-round pick, you're telling me that. No. Okay. No. Well, why? Because we came within two wins of winning an NBA Finals against the Dynasty. So do you not think that was a fluke? You think we can repeat that success again? Yes. Okay. Especially, I'm not disagreeing. I'm especially now since we had Malcolm Brockton, yeah. and this team really has found their groove. I mean, listen, there, there is, and I, and I did say this, so I don't want to come off as hypocritical. I did say, let's see if they can repeat this performance next season. I did say that. So, again, you know, I'm, so that, that way I'm covering all my bases here. No one's getting like, oh, the Celtics are this. I understand, but I truly believe that this team can do exactly what happened again. Like, I do believe that this team is fully capable of that. Yeah, they'll have their, their bad stretches. Yeah, they'll have their growing pains. But I think when it's really time for the rubber to hit the road, that they'll be able to repeat and make it to the finals again. And adding Malcolm Brogdon, who is a borderline all-star player when he's at his best, and he's coming off your bench, that only solidifies my take, in my opinion. And, and I'm with you. I'm just playing devil's advocate here. And I, I haven't seen this a little bit, but I want to know what your opinion on this trade would be. What if, instead of giving up Jalen Brown, you give up Jason Tatum, Marcus Smart, and a first-rounder, and then you get Kevin Durant? Absolutely. No? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. 
Activision Tatum's not coming out for months and months. Okay. Which is different from my take of the Kawhi. I know. But <laughs> I'm glad you've reached that. Yeah, as a writer, <laughs> Jason Tatum's completely on Okay. So, no Kevin Durant on the Celtics for you? No. Okay. Because and I, I do agree with you, but like I said, I want Kevin Durant on the Celtics. And I don't think it's going to happen. And I agree with you. I like the depth. Malcolm Brogdon coming off the bench, even though I actually think he should be starting. And we should go him at the one, uh, Smart at the two, Jalen at the three, uh, Tatum at the four, and then Rob at the five. I think that's a better starting lineup. I mean, you know, he well, may because, because then you're taking Smart away from what he's done. And you're, sure. putting, and you're putting Smart back into the position that we were all frustrated with him. That's when fair, he was yeah. Stevens. That's so that's right. Thing. So if you're going to have the defensive player of the year, you're asking him to move from where he flourished, that's a little counterproductive. Okay. okay. So I understand. If, if, if Malcolm Brogdon should kill it up. I mean, uh, I'm, sorry, I'm sorry, I don't mean to interrupt yeah. you, but Brogdon did say he wants to come off the bench. Okay. He did say he's willing to come off the bench. If you want to buy into the Celtics culture, I like it. Yeah, I really absolutely. Do. And, and the only thing, and what I will say about this, like, I... If you were to put a gun to my head and you were to say, do you think that Jalen Brown is ever going to be as good as Kevin Durant? I'll say, of course not. Of course not. But you have to realize that in a year or two, Kevin Durant is going to be closer to the age of 40 than the age of 30. It's true. Right? And if you give up Jaylen all Jaylen Brown's what, 25? 25. Yeah. If you give up all your depth and you become the Brooklyn Nets, you're not going to win a championship. Depth was our biggest problem, and we're going to give up, and we're going to increase our biggest problem. Yeah. Right? That was our biggest problem back in the Kemba Walker days. Yeah. It's our bench. Who's there? Now our bench is full of, I mean, the backcourt of Malcolm Brogdon and Derek White would start on a couple of teams, I think. Mm-hmm. And of that's course. our bench backcourt. Of course. Like, that's a very solid backcourt. And I, mean, I forget, I'm missing who you got. Grant Williams. Well, yeah, you got Grant. You got, I mean, Jalen and Jason would probably just well, Danilo Gallinari. Oh, okay. Danilo okay. Gallinari, and then I think Orford or should come off. Yeah, the Orford, and then so Grant. And then wherever you, so if you want to put Grant at the four and Orford at the five or yeah. switch them however you want to do it, I'm completely fine with that. You know? That's a really good you know, second unit. Right? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So, again, what, I'm, what, I think, what I think with this Boston Celtics team, I think Brad Stevens has done a tremendous job so far as being the president of basketball operations. This would be... This, for me, every single good thing that he's done would completely be for nothing. Would completely be for nothing if he made this move. Because, again, your, your biggest problem anyways was your depth. You added depth. You did what you needed to do, and now you're going to give it all away and make it a problem yet again for a guy who could not win with James Harden and Harry Irving. I 100% agree with you, Conti. I mean, there's no reason you were two games away from the NBA Finals. Why would you give up this core? Which, by the way, is on, you know, the right side of 30. Yeah. You know, it's still young guys in their 20s. Like, the oldest guy that we have is Horford. Yeah. And listen, when you and have... And he's a pro. That's yes, he's a pro. Yeah. And then, listen, when you have a team with these young stars, you can afford to have those older veterans yes. who are a lesser part of the offense but can still contribute in the best way that they can. And you can question me for a little... Yeah, he's a pro. Every basketball player is a pro. But, but you know, but I know what you mean. Yeah, he's, I know what you he mean. is a like a pro guy to kind of like go off. A great fundamental. Exactly. He's he's you know You're this is Al Horford's life, right? Where it's okay, you know, he's he's a go into work. He's just gonna you know do what he's got to do type of guy. He'll come off the bench. Doesn't matter. He's just a great professional basketball player. He's a great guy to have in the building. And the Celtics have always had success with kids on the team. Yeah, so and, and for him it's to fine to have like he did in the playoffs is just a plus. Yeah. You know, like, you don't ask anything more or anything less about Horford than what he does. And he's always going to give you just that solid, solid 
13 to 15 a night. He'll always get you the 10 rebounds. Like, he'll always just be a great guy. He doesn't need the ball in his hands at all to succeed. He'll always find a way to contribute some way, somehow. And he's never a liability. And he's in his prime. <laughs> he's got another 15 years. He's got another 15 years. And Big Al, you got more. You got more. We know you got more. Come on. <laughs> Take the super. I, I mean, I'm, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty set on that Brooklyn Nets. I mean, that was that was good. I'm glad we both agree that this team is good enough to win a championship. There's no reason to blow it up. I mean, and just real quickly, just all you need when you're that close to winning the finals is just those extra depth pieces. That's it. Rocket. That's it. There you boom, go. Insert, boom, insert Malcolm Brogdon. Boom, out. Insert the Noah Gallinari. More shooting. With and I, yeah, now you've added two guys who can take the heat off of the guys that are already doing great yep. on the bench, which is Derek White and Grant Williams at times. That's true. You know, so you're golden, in yeah. my opinion. I like it. I think we're golden. I, if we if we trade for Kevin Durant, I'm not watching a single Celtics game all year, and I'm serious. Wow. I'm not. That's bold. I'm not. Grant. You want to test me? Because you tend to, if I'm over your house and you turn the Celtics to I'm, I'm going home. I'm going home. I love it. Yeah. I, I, I believe it. I'll cause a scene. It's a whole scene of it. You're going to need a new TV. <laughs> All right. Do you want to get into the, uh, the NFL a little bit? Of course. Okay. So start us off. So we got the AFC and NFC South this time. Yes. We did the East last week. Now we got the South. Like I said, this is going to be kind of a month thing. So then we have the West and we have the North coming up. So. Let's see what you got. So let's start with the AFC. So for the AFC in the first seed, I have the Colts, which I know Gino's going to love. He's uh, the Colts are his Super Bowl pick. They had a no, 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 no. I expect them to come out. Sorry, they're going to come out of the AFC. Well, yeah, to yes. go to the Super Bowl. Yes, to go to the Super Bowl. Okay, so I have not made the Super Bowl prediction. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I haven't either. But and it might be the Colts. <laughs> it might just be <laughs> keeping you all on the Super <laughs> just for me to say the Colts. <laughs> so I have the Colts. They just added Matt Ryan. Receiving core is still uh, questionable for me. T.Y. Hilton's getting old. Alec Pierce, their third-round receiver out of Cincinnati. He's, okay. he's going to be the next Jordy Nelson. Okay. All right. Watch out for him. I'm fine with that. Uh, defense is still really good. Still Darius Leonard. Uh, DeForest Buckner was great off the D-line for them this year. He had a bounce Quitty back. Quitty Pay. Quitty Pay. Quitty Pay. Yeah. And so, they added Stephon Gill. Yes, they did. So I totally forgot about that. But this defense should be really, really good. I think they're going to be a top defense in the NFL. And I feel like the Colts are being slept on very heavily right now. Which is even mentioned JT in their own life. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. He's still got, <laughs> you got uh, Quentin Nelson still killing it in the trenches down there. So I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan of this team, Gino. I am. And it's hard, you know, it's, it's weird for me to say that the Colts are underrated because a lot of people are underrating them. But you're taking them to, like, the whole next level. I think they'll be a good team. I don't know if they're going to be in the Super Bowl, but we'll see. Colts, my number one seed. My number two seed. Tennessee Titans. Uh, they just lost Julio Jones. They still have, or no, they lost AJ Brown. I'm sorry. So a lot of weird things are happening in Tennessee right now. Derrick Henry has been injury prone, as we know. So I still think he's going to be a good running back, and I still think that Vrabel's a great head coach. So I think that they can pull off the two seed. I don't see them as a playoff team though, which is so strange because they were the one seed. Yeah, which is so strange. It's weird. The NFL is entering a new era of just it's there's a lot of parity. Where you really don't, in one year, they can be the one seed, the next year, they're not going to make the playoffs. It's just, it's how the league works. Strange. Yeah. So, my, my third seed, I have the Jags. Uh, again, they're not going to be a very good team, but I think they're going to be better than the, uh, the bottom seed. But, you know, Trevor Lawrence should take a, a jump this year. We need to see improvement. Some way, somehow, even if they don't win games, we've got to see improvement. 
uh, and they overpay Christian parents. Are you going to make that work? So I, I'm not going to use the word panic, but how concerned will you be if we don't see that step from Trevor Lawrence? I'll, I'll be pretty mad. So you, so you use the word panic. Yeah. All right. I'm, I'm just curious. Yeah. I'll, I'll feel very uneasy yeah. about his whole situation. Which and is it's, so it's not just him, right? It's not just him. The organization. Could Trevor Lawrence succeed on the Jags? Maybe. And could he be a, a caliber starter in the NFL? We don't know. It's, it's really up in the air at this point. But I, I think that if they, if he can't make some type of improvement, something might have to change. Where Whether it's the or it's the whole culture, and, you know, he's already on his second head coach. Second well, that's not coach. Lawrence. Huh? That's not Lawrence. No, exactly. Yeah, it's not yeah. Lawrence's fault. But something's going to have to change, whether it's, it's him or the organization. Because if they can't even make strides this year, and they are still, like, the number one, number two overall picking in the draft, something's going to change. Especially with all the free agents. Yes. And I hate, I hate doing this. I think that quarterbacks, especially young ones in the NFL, don't get a real shot sometimes into it when I go into my spiel, but the, he isn't the furthest thing from a bad situation. I don't think so. No, I don't think he is. Well, I'll, I'll I'm talking about first. just in terms of purely the head coach. Oh, yeah. No, the head coach was fine. It was bad last year. It's fine yeah. now. Here in my Yeah. So, go ahead and talk about okay, it. Okay, so uh, the Texans that have my last seed, they're not going to be a good football team this year. They don't really have any pieces. I think they still have Brandon Cooks, right? Or did he go somewhere else? Yeah, Brandon Cooks. Okay, so they still have Brandon Cooks. That's like the only highway for them, I guess. And Davis Mills. And, and Davis Mills. Very many good things from Ryan Tannehill at all. No. He, 
yeah, it, it wasn't good. It wasn't good at all, and I think that they were going to miss the playoffs. And if it wasn't for the caliber of teams, the two teams below, I think that they'd be even lower in the conference. Say if the Texans and the Jaguars were good, right? No, I, yeah, then I think they would be lower. Yeah. So if the Jags didn't overpay Christian Kirk and spend their money a little bit more wisely, I would still have them too. Yeah, so here's the thing. The Jaguars are the number three for me, and Doug Peterson is the only reason why. And I mean that. They spent a lot of money, and when you spend a lot of money, and the wor- I'm sorry, when you're not ready to compete as a franchise, the worst thing that you can do is just go on a splurge and just sign these guys for the sake of signing them. You completely threw off the wide receiver market, which is yes. something unfortunate. Because now Debo's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. What? Yes. Listen, Christian Kirk is a good number two receiver when he's at his best. When he's at his best, he's a good, a decent number two receiver. When he's at his worst, he's a number three receiver. And you're paying you don't want an 84 million? 72. 72, 72 million. 84 with incentives, right? I believe so, yes. That's ridiculous. And he's now found to be the number one guy in the offense just because of how much he's getting paid. That's not good. And I'm not enthused for it. Brandon Scherf, amazing guard. He hasn't played a full healthy season t- since 2016. And you paid him all that money. I do like the signing of Foyal Seed Alulukan. I think he was on the Jaguars. I'm sorry, no, now he's on the Jaguars. Well, he was on the Falcons. He was kind of like a quiet guy, somebody that could kind of be picked up as a bargain deal. No, they gave him $15 million a year rather than just like, a, oh, you know, this could be like a quiet signing. You know, I, I really don't like a lot of this. I think they traded the offseason to give the Jags like a D or something. Yeah, right? and, and you know what? They didn't draft well either. You know, Trayvon, Trayvon Walker, you should have taken Aiden Hutchinson, man. Like, you really and truly should have taken Aiden Hutchinson. Devin Lloyd was a good man. Devin Lloyd's a good pick. Oh, yeah, no, yeah. I like that. Uh, Georgia linebacker, right? Uh, Utah. Utah, I'm yeah. Sorry. Devin Lloyd's a good pick, but at the same time, just, they didn't make any wow moves, in my opinion. And the only reason I don't have them at four here is because of Doug Peterson. Doug Peterson is somebody who, in my opinion, is going to take them from a futile team to a mediocre team. I think that the Jags will be mediocre. He's a Super Bowl champ. He's a Super Bowl champ, but you have to realize the thing with Doug Peterson, that man just takes the winning shots. That man does everything he can in his power to win. So Doug Peterson is going to draw up some great plays, and he's going to be, I'm not going to say he's going to make Trevor Lawrence look good. I think Trevor Lawrence has his own talent. But Trevor Lawrence is going to look a lot better than he did because of this system. Does, does that make sense? I'm with it, yeah. yeah. Doug Peterson is a winner. He's going to do everything he can to win. And I think that's going to propel them to at least out of the bottom of the league. But I will say, I do believe for such a young team, a better coach, coaching candidate, and a better hire would have been Jim Caldwell. Or Jim Caldwell. Yeah. I'm sorry, not Jim Caldwell, not the quarterback for the Bills. <laughs> but um, because he's a motivator, and you just need a motivator on your squad. Number four, Houston Texans. Lovey Smith was a very, very inspirational guy for me. I love him. He's a good defensive coordinator. But we've seen him, and he's just been bang average in his entire career because he has a long resume in the NFL. You know, so I just I don't like that hire. I think David Culley did not deserve to get fired. I think considering what he had at his disposal, he did a pretty decent job. And you got to remember, he was a wide receivers coach at first. He just got promoted to the head coach role. He wasn't even an offensive coordinator or a defensive coordinator. And I think he made a good I think he made a good showing for himself and definitely deserved another year. The only thing that I think is going to be a bright spot again is going to be Nico Collins, Davis Mills, Brevin Jordan. I think that's going to be a really good three-headed monster to come. And the safety that they drafted, Jalen Petrie out of Baylor, he's going to be a really, really good player. Watch out for him. Kenyon Green was a good pick, and I don't have to tell you how I feel about Dexter. 
<laughs> so you mean the defensive rookie of the year, Derek Stingley? Yeah, not in this universe. <laughs> <laughs> this is the only universe. No, but uh, I don't want to hear that. <laughs> we'll jump into the uh, the NFC here. So my number one seed is obviously Tampa Bay. They uh, they went from uh, Arians to, to Todd Bowl. So uh, I I don't know how I feel about that because Todd Bowl again he he played really aggressive. It's partially the reason that they lost that game. It's a negative and a positive. Sure. But uh, I still think this team is going to be really good. The offense, we thought, took a dip. But, I mean, now they just got Julio Jones. Uh, they have – you're not you're not a big Julio guy? He was a free agent in late July for a reason. Okay. Yeah. But still, I mean – Hall of Famer. Yeah, but yeah. He's, he's getting a shot to get a ring now. Will that motivate him? I mean, maybe maybe being on the bench motivates you. <laughs> <laughs> but still, he's, he's kind of that Godwin replacement. But Godwin's not that good. That's Russell Gage. Well, Russell, Russell, Gage, Russell Gage is the slot guy. But still, it's just another target for Brady. I think that they're still going to be a good team. I don't think they're going to be as good as they were last year. So you don't think they're a Super Bowl contender? They're always a contender as long as they have Brady. Brady yeah. But I don't think they're going to make it to the conference championship this year. That's fair. So go ahead. Okay. So, yeah, that's my, that's my whole thing with Tampa. Uh, offensive line improved a little bit. So I like that. But, uh, eh, like I said, I think this is going to be one of the worst. Not the worst, sorry. Well, they lost Alex Kappa. Yeah, don't forget to, to so Cincinnati. Cincinnati yeah. But they did get shot. Yeah, it's yeah. a good pickup. Yeah. yeah, take Absolutely. care of him, please. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Take care of our boy. Uh, but I think that this team is going to be one of the the less good divisions in football. I've been pretty open to saying that. But we'll go to my number two, who I actually think will be a playoff team. The Carolina Panthers at number two. Baker Mayfield's there. CMC, I'm hoping, has a healthy year. DJ Moore hopefully still does his thing. Robbie Anderson has to just keep being a solid piece. And uh, I think there should be a pretty good team. That defense is still pretty good. Uh, so, I mean, I like Matt Rule. I think uh, I'm forgetting the corner's name. Why? Carlson Dave. Oh, no, no, no. no uh, CJ Henderson and JC Horn. JC Horn, there we go. Yeah. I always want to say Joe Horn, and I'm like, it's not right. Just say Joe Horn. I'll just say Joe Horn. <laughs> <laughs> but I have them at number two. I think they could be a playoff team. And I think Baker is, you know, he's he's got a little bit of an edge to him now where he wants to prove that he still can be a starting quarterback in the league which he should be, and I think he's going to prove that. At number three, I have the New Orleans Saints. I don't think the Saints are going to be good, but I think they're, they're going to be an okay team. Jameis is an all right quarterback. Alvin Kamara is suspended for a while, probably. Someone said Alvin Kamara. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, he won your fantasy league. Yeah, whatever. Against who? It's <laughs> <laughs> against me. <laughs> really, like, for reference, you can't draft, but you always find his way to the It's the best thing ever. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Because I, st- I go, like, Two and five. And His then team, I, I made he a drafts a terrible team, and then he gets a ragtag squad to the finals every year. <laughs> I don't understand it. <laughs> it's, I do literally do that every year. And it's, it's always like I change my name halfway through the year, and I'm like, this is the new culture. It's the search. And then I, I make some trades. Like, I made a weird, like, mid-season trade for Stefan Diggs. It's always something random. He's, he's literally the definition of the Boston Celtics last year. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a ragtag team every yeah. year. It makes no sense. And quite literally since he lost in the finals. But <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Uh, but, no, I have, I have the Saints at three. Uh, Michael Thomas hopefully is going to see the field again. I appreciate him. He's, he's already practicing. Okay, good. Yeah. He should be back on the field. Uh, welcome back, Slam Boy. Uh, you and Ben Snow <laughs> just don't throw hands in practice again, please, because that was ridiculous. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, right? Where someone called him Slam Boy in practice. Yep. Gave him a right hook. Yep. Come on, Mike. You're better than that. Uh, at number four in the, in the NFC South, 
I have the Falcons. They're just not going to be a good team. Uh, Marcus Mariota, I don't know if you trust that. They just drafted uh, Ritter, too. So and Drake London. And yeah, and Drake London. So, I mean, Kyle Pitts is still there, but I think they're going to have some good fantasy football guys. Yeah. Watch out for uh, Tyler Algier. They're uh, fifth round running back out of BYU. Okay. Yeah, watch out for BYU him. guy. I think he's going to be good. I think he's going to be really good. I'm high on him. I like it. But uh, the Falcons, I mean, Drake London hopefully does something productive. I mean, it's going to be hard. He's got Mariota and a rookie quarterback throwing to him. Uh, Kyle Pitts is, I mean, talk about an awful situation for a young tight end. It's a young star tight end. Yeah. The highest drafted tight end ever. What a spot. Really rough spot to be in. But I hope that he can be, you know, maybe a, a gem. So I, I am a little, I'm a little bit different. Um, I have Tampa at one. Now, again, I do not think that they're going to be a championship contending team this season. I don't think they'll be in the conference finals. But I'm never going to doubt Tom Brady. I'm, I, I've done it before. I said Tampa wasn't going to be retirement for yeah retirement for 40 days or whatever. <laughs> but anyways, um, I'm never going to discount Tom Brady. I think they're going to win the division. But I do not believe. I just don't have that feeling that this year Tampa is going to win the thing. Or even, I wouldn't say not even come close, but or even be in the final four position. The one plus that I do think will, will happen is you know how Tom Brady and Bruce Arians, in terms of their play style, they didn't really agree. Todd Bowles is going to let Tom Brady throw it however he wants to do what he wants. And that's going to be the one plus. Tom Brady is going to look like a New England Buccaneer. And that's in terms of his play style, maybe not as much as Bob. We'll see. We don't know. But, um, Number two, this is where I have the New Orleans Saints. Because, in my opinion, here they are. They're playing to their strengths. For the first time in a while, I said this a few weeks back, for the first time in a while, they have a head coach that is catering to the strength of the team. I think they're going to put a lot of emphasis on the defensive side of the football, and they're really going to be a really good lockdown team. I think in terms of coaching, they are well ahead of the Carolina Panthers for in terms of happy because Dennis Allen is an excellent, excellent defensive coach. We'll see on the offensive side of the ball. And he's what he's sat behind Sean Payton for a while, right? Yes. Okay. And he was the head coach of the Raiders for a bit, too. I don't, I, I, I don't know if you remember that. And that was just when the Raiders were in complete purgatory. So I don't completely blame it on him. Right. But anyway, so I, and I do think that Jameis Winston, I think you give not giving him enough credit. When those few games when he was healthy last year, Jameis Winston looked good. He looked good in that. He looked good. And I, I believe in his ability to be able to rebound and look like that same guy. Jameis is just I don't think it's going to be... It's TBD. Yeah, it's to be determined. That's a good way to put it. 
So, but I do believe Baker, like I said, is going to win the comeback player of the year. And I think that he's going to have, like you said, a chip on his shoulder. He covered it very well, and I don't want to be rude and say how good. Um, at four, I have the Atlanta Falcons. I think really and truly the only bright spots that we're going to see are A.J. Terrell, fantastic cornerback, really came into his own last year. Drake London, Kyle Pitts, and maybe Tyler Huntley. You know, I mean, you're going to have some good individual performances. Oh, and even they ride with uh, Mariota at quarterback. Yeah. I, I think after this year. I think after this year, you'll see. You'll see. Yeah, I'm not calling Mariota bad because in his performances and his limited time when he was playing for the Raiders last year, he looked yeah, pretty good. good. He looked pretty good, and he had his moments. But let's not forget, he's going to be playing under the former offensive coordinator in Tennessee as his head coach in Tyler. Uh, what's his name? I'm sorry. Albert something. I know his name. Please. I'm just, I'm just having a brain fart right now. But he is going to be under the same system that he struggled with. Arthur Smith. Arthur Smith. The same system that he struggled with. So, that's why I have there. So, so yeah, I mean, that wraps up the, uh, the self. We got to talk about Trey Lance. We got we to talk about Trey Lance. Yep, so give us the intro. Okay, so Trey Lance, as far as we know, is pretty much looks like the starter at this point. He's probably going to start this year. No one wants to trade for Jimmy Garoppolo because of the contract and his big cap hit. So it's looking like Jimmy G is probably going to be cut. Kyle Shanahan has had that sit-down conversation yes. with Jimmy G, too. Okay. Much saying so it's, it's looking like Trey Lance is the starter. Yes. So, I mean, Gino, how, how do we feel about this? So we talked about this um, a few weeks back when we did the thing on Reddit. And we've we, talked about Trey Lance for a while. We've talked about Trey Lance. We haven't talked about Trey Lance for a while. But listen, now that this is actually happening, it's definitely noteworthy that we have Oh, 100%. So the way I look at it, Trey Lance, he very well may be better than Jimmy Garoppolo in terms of talent. And I made this argument a few weeks ago. I said there was no reason for him, and there is no reason for him not to. If your team trades multiple first-round picks to trade up to the number three overall pick, and get you, you should be more talented than Jimmy Garoppolo. And I've never argued the man's talent. Well, actually, I have a little. But I've never really and truly said he's going to be an absolute bust. But I just argue with Will because Will thinks that he's going to be a star. And I personally don't. If he is more talented than Jimmy Garoppolo, fine. I'll set my cap and I'll say I was wrong. But, but, my number one argument with Jimmy Garoppolo has always been, you may not have the wild plate. You may not see the highlight reels, but you see them in the NFC Championship quite a bit, don't you? And the Super Bowl, yeah. And you see them in the Super Bowl quite a bit, don't you? You do. You always see them somehow, some way deep in the playoffs. If Trey Lance, I don't care if he's more talented, if Trey Lance does not, because this is the bar now, does not take this team to the NFC Championship, this move is a mistake. This move is a mistake. But how much of that team's success was on top of Jimmy Garoppolo? He, well, he's, he's, the head of, he's the head of the table on offense. Okay, but every quarterback is the head of the table on offense. Here's my thing, because to a certain degree, I, I agree with you that he needs to succeed to a certain level. I think that this, this bar shouldn't be NFC Championship. Why? Because there's, I mean, there's so many good teams in the NFL, and he's a rookie quarterback. Okay, but between the AFC and NFC, who's the weaker conference? The NFC yeah, for sure. sure. NFC I'll, for sure. I'll give you that. But also, there's guys like Tom Brady who are so experienced that are still playing. So it's going to be hard for Trey Lance to outplay those guys. I will say, I think uh, I'm concerned that Trey Lance shouldn't go out there and try and be some type of superstar. Like I like I said, I think he should just let his, his talent speak for himself. But I, I don't want him to go out there and feel like he needs to make all these crazy throws 
because there should be easy plays to make with Debo Samuel and George Kittle. Maybe Debo Samuel. Maybe. I hope Debo Samuel. I hope he plays. Especially now, I hope he plays. But I, I do want to see Trey uh, succeed. But um, I, it's, it's going to be difficult for him to kind of adjust from the plays he was making in college where he had to make these big-time plays and big-time throws. All he has to do is play his role on this team. He's got to hit the open guy. He, he'll use his legs when he feels like it. But there will be designed runs for Trey. Oh, there, yes, there will be. But I'm talking about I don't I don't want to see the roll out of the pocket and, like, the throw across the body type stuff that he got away with at North Dakota State. I, I want to just see him use his legs, play his role, and hit the open guy. And to his credit, a lot of his receivers in preseason were dropping the ball, like big time dropping the ball. So I, I hope to see some improvement in that aspect, whether it was him or the receivers who still didn't have a high completion percentage in the preseason. So I hope to see that number go up, and I want to see him be an efficient running quarterback. So, but let me ask why. If you're a team that was close to winning the Super Bowl, if you were a Final Four team in the league, why shouldn't the bar be set to at least make it there? I mean, it probably is there, but you got to be thinking of the longevity of all this. The 49ers are still a decently young team. You have Brandon Ayuk. Uh, George Kittle is still a pretty young guy. I mean, you're going you're gonna to have Debo Samuel, hopefully, who's one of the best young stars in the league, in my opinion. So you have a young team where you can kind of, okay, Trey Lance, if he hits the potential that he should be able to hit or his, his ceiling, I mean, you're going to have an amazing team. So this first year, you have to go out and win it all with a rookie quarterback? No, I think you can let Trey develop a little bit where Jimmy is kind of become a liability. No, 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 If you, listen, if your goal is to just sit back and let the rookie quarterback, not the rookie, the second-year quarterback develop, then, listen, you would keep Jimmy Garoppolo. And you wouldn't thrust Trey Lance into the starting role. Listen, you thrust Trey Lance into the starting role if you're San Francisco because you believe Jimmy G, as you know, as maybe not highlight-friendly as he is, you can make it to the NFC Championship with him. The only, reason, yes, the only reason you start him is because you believe Trey Lance can propel you into a Super Bowl. He could. Listen, if he doesn't, he if he doesn't, he's a good team, and the NFC West isn't crazy like it was last year. So, no, but listen, he could, but you just said it was for in terms of you letting him sit back and develop. If you, if okay, listen, not, let, Trey Lance, let him get Trey, reps. He doesn't have to be perfect when he's out there. Nobody, no, no, listen, nobody's going to be perfect. But at the same time, listen, the bar has been set. You have a roster that you have that we have now seen is capable of making it in three out of the two years to a Super Bowl and the NFC Championship. Both under Jimmy Garoppolo, we now know, like we now know, by the at the very, very most, Jimmy Garoppolo can take you to a Super Bowl and come within one throw of winning and beating the Kansas City Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes. That is the bar now that is expected to be overcome by Trey Lance, because if the 49ers just want just were you know happy with Jimmy Garoppolo, they'd still be making it. They would still if Jimmy Garoppolo could still take this team to the Super Bowl. Jimmy Garoppolo, right as of right now, could still take this team to the NFC Championship. He's not in his late 30s. He's not declining. He's Jimmy Garoppolo. He is who he is. But who he is is a winner. He is a winner. I feel like he does good in the system around him. Yes, he absolutely this, does. This system of the, the 49ers is good at winning. Okay. That's what they are. Who's the right guy for it? I think now you have a guy who, first of all, bigger arm talent than Trey Lance. He's just an athlete. He uses legs. I even think he throws a more of an accurate ball than Jimmy Garoppolo. So, I mean, 
Is should the expectation be Super Bowl? Yes. I, I don't think so. The expectation should at least be okay, NFC Championship. Would it be a successful year for Trey Lance if, say, he's a Pro Bowler? No. 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 So you see that? Well, no, 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 no. A Pro Bowler and what? What's the end result for the team? An NFC Championship appearance, or maybe like a second round exit. If it's anything less than an NFC Championship, the season's a failure. I, see, I feel like that's too much pressure. Then why would you start him? Why wouldn't you just keep Jimmy G as your starter? Because Jimmy G's the goddamn captain in this program. Let him. You have a young quarterback coming who's probably more talented than Jimmy G. Okay, who cares about a captain if you if your ceiling is oh, yes. Super Bowl? <laughs> if if your ceiling is winning the Super Bowl, who cares about a captain? The owners. Okay, well then shame on them. Shame on them. Trey, I think I'm very high on you. I've been high on you. I mean, I thought you were going to be one of the best quarterbacks in this class, and I still think you're going to be. I thought you were better than Zach Wilson. You and Justin Fields were kind of a throw-up, but I still think Justin Fields was better. But still, I think that you can be a pro bowler this year. Make me look good, please. See, this is the argument where I care about, you know, what matters. And fake pro bowling. The pro bowl doesn't mean anything. It doesn't. The pro bowl means nothing. If he's this is more of me saying that I think he's going to be a really good quarterback in the NFL. Okay, and, I, and I'm saying that if you are replacing the man who has proven he can take you to a Super Bowl and come within one throw of beating Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs with this guy that you picked number three overall and traded multiple first-round picks for, the expectation should at the very least be the NFC Championship game, if not the Super Bowl. Right? Because the guy that you're replacing has taken you to the big dance. Right? Sure. And he hasn't shown signs of decline. But I, I think but he's going to be better. I think he's going to play better than Jimmy G is. Uh, listen, if he doesn't. Individually, you're going to have a better quarterback than him. Okay, but if he doesn't win, then what does it matter? Well, I mean, he's a second-year player. Okay, but again. But it, so you don't need to win everything this year with my argument. Yes, you do with that roster. No, yes, you do. No, you don't because you prolong the success of this team. Jimmy G was just going to get old. He was going to get worse. Trey Lance, he's young. He's He's fresh. And a lot of the players on this team. Are Who's the best player on the San Francisco 49ers? Debo. No. Yes. No. What? Trent Williams. Oh my. Trent Williams is the best player on the San Francisco 49ers. He is. You don't think so? I disagree. You disagree? Debo. It was the guy who did it all. What? You don't. So you do not believe that the best left I, tackle in the league. I, I hate to say because O line is super important, right? And I hate to make it sound like it's not important. I'm talking about Debo Samuel. Okay, he was. So good. He was running the ball. Tebow Samuel is more important to the San Francisco 49ers than Trent Williams. I think so. Is that is that controversial to say? Is it controversial if I walk off the set? <laughs> yes. <laughs> There's a lot of good left tackles up there. While he is, yes, probably the best of the best. I mean, we're talking about you don't you don't have Debo Samuels in the league. You have a lot of left tackles in the league. I, I, I really just can't believe what you're saying right now. I, I, I don't think that's that controversial. Is it that Debo is the franchise cornerstone of this team? Am I wrong? Which was their whole offense. Trent Williams is the best player on the San Francisco 49ers. Okay, but well, most important, still give it to Debo. Debo's the reason Trent that team had Williams. a lot of success. Trent Williams is the best player on the San Francisco 49ers. You know what? I'm going to post a poll on Instagram, actually, because I want to know who's the best player on the, on the 49ers. I'll take care. Do you know we'll post a poll? I'll take care. Who's the best player on the 49ers, Trent Williams or Debo Samuel? And if people, I guarantee people are going to say Debo Samuel. Okay. They have to. We'll see. But you know. Say Debo Samuel. But you know, we've said Trent Williams and we've said Debo Samuel. We did. But I think the one name that we're forgetting for the best player on the San Francisco 49ers, and I can't believe it, I'm very disappointed in both of us that we didn't mention it. I 
think his name uh, is John Bruno. Peace, everyone. Follow us on social media at Coffee and Nick, Instagram, TikTok, all that stuff. Thank you, Marksville Community Media, again for letting us use this awesome venue. And uh, yeah, have a good one.